Hello, and welcome again to the Idea Find Podcast. I'm your host, Zach Swope, and today we're going to be covering wellness routines. I'm going to hit a few of my key routines that I try to do every day, and then we'll go over a little bit on how to create your own, see what works for you. Um, three key points that we're going to hit in my routine are the Wim Hof Method, uh, going over the breathing technique called showers and hot showers. We're going to go over meditation and its benefits, a couple different types as well. And then we're going to go over supplements, particularly mushrooms. Uh, something you're going to learn about me is I love mushrooms. Uh, they're very good for you. And, well, before we get too much into it, let's start at the beginning with the Wim Hof method. Um, that's the one that I started with earliest. Um started doing that pretty early in college. Um, the Wim Hof method involves cold exposure. Um, I was pretty skeptical at first when I started doing it until I read a uh, excerpt of, a, I don't know if it was out of a book or an article, but they were talking about Lakota Indians and how they used to dip their children in like freezing cold water. Like they would cut holes in frozen over lakes and dip their kids in to kind of uh, expose them um, to stressors, I guess. And, uh, of course, they wouldn't, like, hold them in there and give them hypothermia. But just cold exposure is a stressor that can be very controlled, and uh, it's really good for the body. Um, So my routine... uh, is a cold shower every morning. Um, More so a contrast shower. It's kind of the same, a little different. Um, If you look up Wim Hof, he does some crazy things. I mean, he's climbed Everest in his shorts and socks. Um, But, yeah, I don't don't plan on doing that anytime soon. But, um, so I start with a hot shower. Hot shower is good for you in... Equal and opposite ways is a cold shower. It opens up your blood vessels. I've covered this in a post I think I put up before. Um, But opens up blood vessels, um, releases heat shock proteins, good for anti-inflammation. You'll see that that's a huge part of my whole wellness routine is anti-inflammatory things. Just everything on this list has some kind of anti-inflammatory property. Um... So I start with a hot shower, and then the last three to five minutes, I turn it as cold as I can get. Now, we just moved south, so unfortunately my showers don't get that cold anymore. Um, it actually makes me really sad. But in his book, he does say that anything below 50 degrees Fahrenheit will start to induce the benefits of a cold shower. Um, but back up north, I remember taking showers where I could feel my hair start to freeze. I don't know if it was because the water was actually below freezing, but water has this weird property. If it's in small spaces, like the space in between your hair platelets, it could start to freeze. So I do vividly remember cold showers where my hair would start to get rather hard. So that's the kind of cold shower that I'm used to. Now it's like a lukewarm shower, but whatever. You still get the benefits. I just take a longer one. Um, but 
I really enjoy the cold showers. Um, mostly, I think the biggest benefit for me has been a reduced anxiety throughout the day. Um, cold showers help reduce anxiety just because it's a stressor. I mean, it's a constro- controlled stressor, so you take a cold shower and then the rest of your day seems easy. You get out of it and you feel good about yourself. Everything is warm and cozy because you just took a really cold shower. Um, so I highly recommend cold showers. Just trying it out. You know, start with a short one. Maybe not go super cold. Um, honestly, I'm thinking about starting to take cold baths where I just put like ice cubes in my bath because they don't get so cold. I haven't started it yet, but I think we're going to get there. I need it in my life again. But honestly, since I started doing the Wim Hof method, which also involves a breathing technique, um, which I will go over in a second, but since I've started doing that, I and, and I'm I'm skeptical about this, but I haven't gotten really sick since I started doing this, and that was six or so years ago. I'm like I haven't gotten terribly sick since then, so I mean take that with a grain of salt, but I still do it every day because of that. So I think it's good for your immune system. Anyway, another part of this system is a breathing technique. Super important. Helps you get through the cold showers. Now this breathing technique, you can look it up online. He has a bunch of different videos. He does it a couple different ways. Um, but essentially the goal of it is to get more oxygen into your system than you're breathing out. So to do this, and honestly, I did it before this podcast. I kind of make it a goal to do that and meditate at the same time. So, you know, it'll be a nice transition between here, but I love to combine breathing techniques and meditation. Um, so essentially, you're going to breathe in as deep as you can and then breathe out a little bit. Not a little bit, but he says let go. So breathe in as deep as you can and then let it go. You're not pushing all of the air out. You're just going back to a comfortable space where you can breathe in again. So, And then you keep doing that. So in every, I don't know, tenth breath or so, I like to breathe all the way out just to clear, you know, those little air sacs in your lungs just to clear all the CO2 out of it. And then uh, breathe all the way back in. Just try to keep that cycle going for about 30 breaths. Um, At the end of that 30 breath cycle, you start breathing all the way in and then all the way out. Um, Now, don't breathe all the way in to where it's like uncomfortable. Just go to where you're comfortable. I have a tendency to take things to extremes. So at first when I was doing it, like I feel my ribs making weird sounds and stuff. Don't do that. It's not necessary. Um, Just breathe into your comfortable till your lungs are completely full and then let it go. At the end of that 30 breath cycle of all the way in and letting go. You want to breathe all the way in and all the way out. So you're actually pushing the air out of your lungs. You kind of want to increase your tempo for about 10 breaths. And then on your last one, you breathe all the way in, like gasp. I don't know if you've ever seen like uh, uh, divers, like people that do free diving. They like sip the air to just push a little extra in. I like to do that. So you just like get as much in as you can and you breathe all the way out until there's nothing left. 
and then you hold it and you just sit there as long as you possibly can. I recommend, well, he recommends too. I would definitely recommend looking up Wim Hof and doing it his way, but I'm just giving a brief explanation here. Um, when you're sitting there, you're going to notice tingling. Sometimes it's super intense, especially when you first start out, like it's almost concerning. I remember doing a session where he also recommends doing this like a couple times in a row, like two or three cycles. So at the end of the third cycle, I remember my body was so tingly for like an hour afterward. Like I was pretty concerned, but it went away. So don't worry about it. Um, also, if you feel weird, you know, cut it short if you're uncomfortable. I'd probably recommend doing it with someone else just to make sure. I don't, you know, I'm not a health expert. He recommends doing it under supervision. I didn't. I don't recommend doing it that way, but, you know, if you're a daredevil, go for it. But, um, so you sit there as long as you can after your full exhale. You'll notice the tingling just kind of spread over your body. You want to hold it until your body kind of gasps for air, at which point you breathe all the way in, doing that diver, like, sip method, like, really try to get it in there. And then you hold it, and you tense up your core. Supposedly, that helps to push the oxygen out into your extremities and you know, just push it into the little capillaries at the end. Um, hold it for about 10, 15 seconds, and then go back to the normal, all the way in, let it go, breath. So that would be one full cycle. Um The reason to do this, on, according to Wim Hof, is to essentially super-oxygenate your, your blood. Um, it also changes the pH of your blood slightly. Um, again, I would, I'm not going to go into things super deep here because I don't really want to bore people too much with scientific jargon. Look them up. Um, but there's a whole host of benefits that go along with this breathing technique. Um, He's actually done some really crazy things as far as uh, he was injected with endotoxins once. Um, and he actually taught this to other people, so it wasn't just him being a supernatural human being. But he was injected with this endotoxin that always gives certain symptoms. Everyone's allergic to it. It makes you nauseated, get a fever. It's controlled, so he's not going to die. But it's just like something that they do to... Um, I guess, elicit some kind of immune response. Well, he did this, his breathing technique, after getting injected with this and had no symptoms. And they were like, that's weird. So they were like, well, maybe you're kind of not, you know, allergic to this endotoxin. You'd be a unicorn, but whatever. So he went out and he taught, I think, 12 other people how to do it in like less than a week. Um, and they had the same response. They did the technique after getting injected with an endotoxin and didn't have any response to it. He also teaches people to climb mountains. He takes expeditions on like Kilimanjaro in like just shorts and socks, sometimes bare feet. Um, so it's definitely something that people can learn. Um, but I don't want to go any further. Look up Wim Hof if you want. He's a superhuman. Um, you should definitely read his book if you have time as well. It's on Audible. 
Um, but anyway, so breathing technique, Wim Hof cold showers. Um, that's something that I do every day. The next part of my wellness routine, I don't always do it every day. I try to meditate as much as possible. I'm getting better since we've moved. Um, I've been probably doing it on average once a day. But I love to combine meditation with these breathing exercises. Um, there's also various types of meditation that you can do. Um, so what my meditation session looks like is I do a cycle of three Wim Hof breathing cycles. And then I'll go into a gratitude meditation. I think focusing on gratitude and what you're grateful for is a hugely underestimated part of, like, uh, I don't want to say prayer, but, you know, just like a daily reflection. Um, I don't think, you know, religion doesn't hit home with everyone. Everyone, I think, should just have their own religion. You know, whatever you subscribe to that works for you, that's what you should do. Um, but that aside, just being grateful for what you have in your life, even if it's like the simplest things, like... I'm grateful for having cold water at my house. Whatever. Just meditate on what you're grateful for at the beginning of your meditation. It just sets your mind in a certain place that uh, I think keeps the anger and frustration at bay. I mean, personally, that's something that I think that I have trouble with. Um, not in an outward way, but just like an internal frustration. That comes up every once in a while. Practicing gratitude really helps with that. So during my meditation, practice gratitude. And then I usually go into a mindfulness meditation. Just, and some people struggle with this. Meditation is not a hard thing. It takes practice to get to the place where you're able to be still in your mind. But that's not really the point. The point is just to observe your thoughts and not attach yourself to them. So you can have the thoughts, but then just keep coming back to your breath. Really, that's the thing I anchor to. Breathing in and breathing out. Um, that just paying attention to your breathing kind of resets your brain. Well, I find. I'm not speaking for everyone. This Again, my wellness routine. Um, but... So just let the thoughts come, like whatever happens in your brain. I find that meditation really brings out creativity. Like a lot of the ideas that I've had that I've written down in my notebooks have come during meditation. Like you just think of random things and then eventually stumble upon one like, hey, that's weird. That's new. Let's remember that. And then if you want to, you can meditate on that more or you can go back to your breath. Um, so gratitude then mindfulness. If I find something I'll interesting during that mindfulness, I'll meditate on that a little bit. There's also um, some Buddhist meditations I find that are interesting of like finding what you want in life, like thinking about it, and then finding what you don't want in your life, and you kind of connect those to your breathing. So like you breathe in kindness, and you breathe out hatred, or breathe in, I don't know, health, and breathe out unhealth. Yeah, yeah, you get the point. 
Um, but that's that's one that I find uh, pretty useful. Like when you're not feeling great, your mind is in a weird place, or you know, you're just uh, maybe sliding into that little depressive state. That's a good one for reminding yourself that life isn't so bad. It's all just a ride. We're all dealing with the same things, just in different ways. Um, another one that kind of ties back to the breath work, because I, like I said, use breath work and meditation together. I find that they're very helpful hand in hand. Um, there's something called holotropic breathing. This is one that I recommend that you do with someone else. Um, it's essentially breathing for exercise. Like you breathe rapidly until it's basically a workout. Um, this one was proposed, not proposed by, but endorsed by Tim Ferriss. And that's kind of where I learned it from. Um, but it brings around very odd mental states. I would argue that it's almost psychedelic. And I would say a lot of people that have done it for a long time would say that it's psychedelic. Um, but it definitely brings about very similar effects. So you breathe until it's an exercise and then you keep doing it. And eventually you end up in this like weird mental state where your emotions start bubbling up. Things that you like repress start bubbling up again. And it gives you an opportunity to deal with those things. Um, and that's a reason why I think you should have, personally, I find it helpful to have someone that calms you down in your life around for that. Um, someone that knows you well, that, you know, you can come out of this state and really talk through what you thought about during this exercise. But, um, yeah, I won't go too much into that. If anyone wants to hear more about this stuff, you know, I'm doing a very shallow overview of everything just so I don't lose people because they're too bored of hearing me talk about scientific things. But some benefits of holotropic, bro holotropic breathing, um, it, it is used to treat a wide range, wide range of conditions, including depression, stress, addiction, PTSD, migraines, chronic pain. Avoidance behaviors, asthma, and premenstrual tension. I literally read that off of Healthline.com. I highly recommend Healthline.com. They're pretty good with their information. Um, I'll be using them for the supplements portion pretty heavily. But um, if you want to look up any breathing techniques or anything, they usually give a pretty good overview of the benefits and you know uh, any potential risks, stuff like that. So Healthline.com, go there check over any of the information I give you today because, and you know, it's good. It's good to have resources like that. I'm not giving you straight from the paper because, again, I don't want to get into the weeds. Another breathing exercise that I find very interesting is kind of the opposite of holotropic breathing, which is called bone breathing. This is another, I think, a Buddhist originating breathwork exercise, which is essentially breathing so slowly that it feels like you're not breathing at all. You're not not breathing. That's bad. Don't do that. 
but you're breathing so slowly that like you don't notice your lungs filling up or don't notice you're exhaling, which is why it's called bone breathing. They essentially are saying that you're breathing through your bones. You're breathing and just absorbing the air through your skin and exhaling it through your skin. Um, this is an interesting one. I find it super calming. I mean, essentially, you're doing the opposite of like Wim Hof, where Wim Hof is supposed to energize your cells and give it super high amounts of oxygen and whatnot. Bone breathing is kind of the opposite. Kind of slows your brain down, slows your whole body down to where it's just being. I find the essential state of just being very soothing at times. Um, especially when you're in like a high stress time in your life, you got a lot going on. I mean, for me, there's a lot going on right now. So I kind of do a combination of these things throughout the week. Um, whatever I feel like I need to work on that day. Um, but yeah, so I would recommend, you know, going through and just trying a couple different meditation styles. Um, it really helps your brain focus on the important things through the rest of the day by just getting it all out, really examining your thoughts in a non-attached way. Um, so now on to the thing that I wanted to talk to the most, talk about the most, is supplements, particularly mushrooms. Um, mushrooms are kind of a new thing in my life. I watched a TED Talk by Paul Stamets, who is like the mushroom expert. I'd highly recommend, if you can find it, look up Paul Stamets. Um, he has his own mushroom company, which is where I get my supplements. But he has a ton of great information about how great mushrooms are for you, just as part of your diet. Um, where to start? So my mushroom supplement, I have two that I take every day, and then I usually rotate in a third. Um... My favorite mushroom of all time is the lion's mane mushroom. It is one of the only dietary supplements that you can get that increases the production of neural growth hormone in the body, or neural growth factor. You'll have to double check me on that. But essentially, it helps you grow more nerve endings, like Specifically, the little dendrites on the end of a neuron that go and connect to other neurons, it increases the density of those. The only other mushroom that does that is of the psilocybe sort, and those are, you know, magic mushrooms. So, keep it legal here. Lion's mane mushroom. Doesn't have any psych psychedelic effects or any, you know, noticeable effects. Although I will say that when I started taking lion's mane mushroom, the thing that really proved its worth to me is that I was able to carry my thoughts over through my sleep. So if I had a train of thought going and then I fell asleep, I could never remember what I was thinking the night before until I started taking these. And now I can basically hop, board, hop on board the exact same train of thought that I had the previous night. Um, and that was super obvious the first week that I was taking them. I mean, these are mushrooms that I've given as gifts. Like I recommend my family take it. Um, 
linesman also, um, because of this neural growth factor, is a strong uh, candidate for helping with Alzheimer's and dementia. You know, you have those amyloid plaques on your neurons that kind of decrease the effectiveness of the neuron. Well, lion's mane helps decrease those amyloid plaques and repair neurons in the myelin sheath. Um, to find the mechanism, I mean, unfortunately, a lot of these mushrooms haven't been super um, studied. They're just kind of coming back into the site of scientific uh, curiosity and study. But, you know, Native Americans have been using a lot of these mushrooms for a long time. Um, so, lion's mane is one that I take every day. The next one is cordyceps. Um, cordyceps is one that has a host of benefits. Um, they're branded as being... Uh, an energy, um, no, I went about the sentence poorly, but they help with uh, sustained energy throughout the day. Um, some suggest that it helps you um, produce ATP. Others produce, or others say that it helps your body absorb oxygen. Um, there are a few studies that you can look up that have mixed reviews for them. But um, essentially, all of these mushrooms that I'm going to talk about today all have very high levels of antioxidants. Um, antioxidants help neutralize free radicals in the body. Free radicals can contribute to disease and aging and various other um, negative health consequences on the body. Um, so cordyceps is another one that I take every day. Um, you know, helps with sustained energy, supposedly. Not entirely sure, but even if it's just for the sake of fighting inflammation in the body, I'm going to take it. Um, and then the third mushroom that I take every day is kind of rotating. It's usually an immune-based mushroom, so I usually rotate between chaga, which technically isn't a mushroom. Um, it grows on birch trees. It's a weird kind of growth, but they consider it a mushroom anyway. Great antioxidant properties. Uh, ironically, they call it the king of all mushrooms. Um, Native Americans, that is. Um, but it has a um, compound in it called ergothionine, which is a very powerful antioxidant, and uh, they believe that it has anti-tumor, anti-cancer properties, um, along with shiitake, maitake, uh, turkey tail, um, and a couple other ones that I'll rotate through. He, uh, Paul Stamets, if you look up the company Host Defense, actually has one called the Stamets 7. Um, that one contains basically all the mushrooms that I'll ever you know, rotate through, including lion's mane and cordyceps. Um, the reason I really love mushrooms is because of this anti-tumor, anti-cancer, antioxidant property. Almost all of the mushrooms that I've mentioned, and other ones, including oyster, um, there's so many, but they all have varying levels of this ergothionine and triterpenes. Ergothionine 
has been shown to slow the growth of tumor cells, particularly in lung and breast cancer cells. Um, you can look up studies. They've done it in vitro and in mice. Um, then there is also triterpenes, which have actually been shown to uh, cause tumor cells to self-destruct, essentially. Um, and a lot of mushrooms have these triterpenes of uh, various types. Um, but, yeah, I would highly recommend looking in. And if anyone wants to know more, like I said, I can certainly go in more in-depth into these. I love to study this kind of stuff. Um, but I will definitely dive deep into the science of some of these things. And there's going to be a lot of these solo podcasts that I do um, on things that interest me personally. I'm still working on getting uh first interview for the that side of the podcast. Um, but for now, there might be two or three more solo where I just go into things that I'm curious about. Um, but again, I will go more in depth into any of these things if desired. If not, I'll keep them shallow. Try not to bore anyone. Um, yeah. So mushrooms among the supplements that I take other than mushrooms, it's also fish oil and or krill oil. Um, I had knee surgery pretty early in life. Um, so I really like to take care of my joints at this point. And fish oil, krill oil, great way to do that. Also helps with controlling cholesterol. Um, it helps to balance the omega-3s and 6s. If you're not eating grass-fed meat, you're likely not getting the right, the optimal balance of omega-3s and 6s. Um, so fish oil and krill oil are very helpful in balancing that out. Uh, good for joints, stuff like that. Just general lubrication of the body. Uh, and then, if you're not getting a balanced diet, I take a multivitamin. Um, it really depends on your preference, your price range, I guess. I've tried a couple different ones. There are some studies out there that say that they're a waste, um, particularly if you're getting a well-balanced diet. But if you're not, I think it's good to take a multivitamin. Some of these minerals and nutrients are better than none, so take that with a grain of salt as well. Um, I've definitely balanced out my diet using, like, a, personally, I use HelloFresh. Hello um, but there's a bunch of other meal delivery systems, Blue Apron. I think there's Green Chef. They usually give you pretty balanced meals, so I've definitely increased the quality of my diet through them. But, uh, you know, I still take my my multivitamin just in case. Um, so that's, that's my three essentials for my wellness routine. Uh, Wim Hof, breathing techniques mixed with cold and hot showers. Um, meditation of various types, and then mushrooms, vitamins, and fish oil. Um, I mean, there's a lot of other things that I do. I actually just got into acupressure, which is kind of like acupuncture, but it doesn't actually 
puncture your skin. It's supposed to be good for blood flow and whatnot. I don't know, but it, it seems rather relaxing to me. So, you know, there's other things to try. Which kind of brings me into my final point. Um, you know, I do these things because I've experimented for years on what works for me and what makes me feel better. Um, obviously, these things are not going to work for everyone. I highly recommend looking into some of these. Uh, the cold showers, breathing techniques, meditation and mushrooms. I mean, those are all pretty good for you. It's hard to argue that those aren't going to increase your health and wellness, particularly mushrooms. There's something I did forget to mention about mushrooms is there's a new study that came out not too long ago that suggests that eating 17 grams of mushrooms, which seems like a lot, but it's really like three regular sized mushrooms or so per day can decrease your risk of cancer by up to 43%. That's pretty intense. I think that should change everyone's mind about mushrooms. They're full of very good things for you. And, uh, potentially can help you not get cancer. Eat your mushrooms, people. Um, another thing that I put in my post that, as you can tell, my brain is all over the place. That's going to have kind of be how these solo podcasts are. I have a very uh, scattered brain, and it comes out very obviously in these podcasts. The interviewed one interview podcast should be a little more structured, but for now, I'm just going to kind of let my brain go on these podcasts and uh, hopefully it maintains some kind of structure and isn't too obnoxious. Anyway, um, so, you know, with that being said, my, I gave my wellness routine. I highly recommend just experimenting with some of these things. You know, I did it one at a time and I just tried a couple of things here and there over the years, and essentially arrived at where I am now. I find that this wellness routine is good for my point in life, but I still like to experiment here and there. Stretching, I do a lot of stretching, exercise, always a good one. But um, you know, I highly recommend just experimenting with some of these things, seeing what works for you, what what goals you have for your mind and body should lead you to you know, specific things to try. Um, do your research. There's plenty of resources out there. I mean, look through Healthline. I find that to be a great resource. Um, yeah, so health and wellness. It's important, and I think that uh, devoting some time of your day to experimenting and trying some of these things is uh, well worth your while. Um, aside from that, Hopefully I will be doing another solo podcast uh, next week. I think we're going to talk about investments, money management. Um, something that's not super new to me, but rather new. No, I wasn't always great with money. Still not, but I'm getting there. Um, so I'm going to try to cover a little bit about IRAs, saving for retirement, Probably crypto. I can't resist. It's a hot topic in my life. And then other investments, just general, you know, trading investment portfolios. Um, 
not a fan financial advisor, so keep that in mind for sure. But you know, I've made progress in my life, so I'm going to share what I've learned. Um, that's what these solos are about. Just sharing what I learned. Hopefully it sets you off on your own path to some degree or can give you new places to look. Who knows? Um, but I think that's going to wrap it up for this one. Um, be sure to hit me up on social media. I'd love to hear your feedback. Please share this with people that you think need to hear it. Um, I promise I'll get better at this. I know that these are probably a little rough to listen to for now, but we're getting there. We're going to keep practicing. We're going to keep doing it. I find it almost fun. We're getting there. I still don't like hearing myself talk, but we're getting there. Um, I'm trying to organize my first interview with someone that's been a mentor in my life. Um, hopefully it works out. If not, maybe I'll have him on at another point in my life, but, uh, you know, we're going to start doing interviews soon and, uh, I hope you guys like it. I've learned a lot from a lot of people and I would love for them to share it firsthand. So, uh, you know, stay tuned. Um, I'll be definitely posting things on social media, keeping everyone up to date. Um, and I will probably put a poll out sometime soon to try to really see what you guys want to hear. What, uh, whether you want to go more in-depth into the science of it, keep it shallow, what topics you want to hear about. Um, there's one thing I'm good at. It's gathering information. So let me know. Stay in touch. Otherwise, I will see you next week. Remember, we rise by lifting others. <laughs>